welcome to our Kingdom Culture Podcast. For today's message, we are thankful for what God is doing through this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this podcast, we would love to hear about it by emailing us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online at kingdomculture.ca at the give option. We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy. Wow. Hello, Kingdom Culture. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to join in and fellowship with you this morning. I am just so honored and humbled not only to be engaging with you this morning and and sharing with you all, but um, the fact that I'm actually doing this right after your House of Hearts uh, Sunday service means so much to me. You know, when Pastor Sean extended an invitation for me to share you know, the word that I felt the Lord was giving me with your church family. One thing he didn't know was that the the one time I actually visited Kingdom Culture in Ottawa was years ago, and it was during your House of Hearts. And I was in Ottawa, and I remember a friend just saying, like, there's this church that just, like, they give radically. And I remember coming into the service that day and and we had just come from something in Ottawa. So I came in, I think it was like toward the tail end. And I just remember seeing the, the offering and the hearts and the people pouring out that you guys poured out. I, I distinctly remember that there was a motorcycle at the front of the church. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, I have never, <laughs> I have never, ever, ever seen anything like this. And it was the most just radical display, not just the motorcycle, but the atmosphere, the, the, like the, the, the exalting of Jesus as worthy of our all. I I cannot ever forget that day. And so pastor Sean, you know, having me come in to share in the context of this same spirit that you are all in right now, it just meant so much to me. So I just, first of all, want to honor you and thank you so much for the invitation. And now I want us to get into the word of God. And so before I kick off, I'm just going to, just going to say a word of prayer. And I hope you guys all brought your Bibles because there's a lot of verses (laughs) that I'm going to be going over with you. And I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited about what it is that the Lord is going to be saying to us. And so, Father, I just thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Jesus, for who you are. I thank you for the love that you have for us. I thank you for what you did on the cross. I thank you for who you are, Abba. And I just pray that even as I share and as I speak, that you would speak a Rema word, that you would reach out and that you would say to each heart what needs to be heard. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, the the theme and the conversation that you've been having over the last couple of weeks is worthy. And I just wanted to kick off by reading that verse in Revelations chapter 5. Just because just everything that you all are doing right now, I was just like, yes, this is, this is it. Okay. Revelation chapter five, verse 11 and 12. It says, then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures, the elders, the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, 
Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And, you know, this is a season right now. We're in the, the Christmas season. And for me, this is a season of, of awe, real, real awe. Like this is a season where I am reflecting. And I know you guys are, are all reflecting on the, the mind blowing love and generosity and kindness of God to come to earth as a man so that he could be a stand for us so that he could be a propitiation for us. And, and every time, like I, I, this season, I've just been reflecting on, on the fact that God, God, the, the owner of the universe, the one who created the sun and the stars, the seas, the moon, the snow, everything that we see, everything that's around us, the one who created us. You know, what is man that you are mindful of him? This God, you know, Philippians, like I said, we're just going to be going scripture after scripture, but Philippians chapter one, you know, it says, let this mind be in you. I'm, I'm going to try to move through it. Philippians chapter two, actually Philippians chapter two, verse five, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. Like when we think about the humility of Jesus Christ, the humility of the creator of the universe to allow himself to be fashioned as a man, to be fashioned like us. And so I'm in this season where I'm just, I'm just in awe and I'm just like, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that he would find us worthy enough to do that. Why? So that he could go and he could die on a cross, a shameful death, so that we could be forgiven of our sin and given this gift of life. And, you know, when we talk about the worthiness of Jesus Christ, it's not, you know, we have all these songs and, and we sing these songs of, you know, you are worthy to receive the glory, the honor, the power, the blessing, the strength. And often I, I, I feel like sometimes we're singing the song, but we're forgetting the why, you know, and it's, it's this place of you didn't have to do what you did. You know, I was recently speaking with my daughter and she was just talking to us. She <laughs> casually said, mommy, I'm so glad we don't have to sacrifice animals anymore. And it was like, wow, he didn't have to do what he did. And another time this week, she was like, mommy, isn't it so like cool? I'm putting it in other words, but she pretty much said, you know, it's so cool that we're not Israelites, but we are children of God. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> isn't it amazing that, that we have been given access to a holy, righteous God, that we have been given the gift of salvation. And when I think about this, it's like out of our gut, the response is worthy. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. You are worthy of my all. You are worthy of my yes. You are worthy of my life. You know, I reflect back on the day that I got saved and when he showed me just my brokenness. You know, I, I grew up in the church and I was like hypocrite to the max and and like God saw me in that state and, and met me and saved me. And I remember back then he showed me a list of things that nobody else knew about me and, and showing it to me, I was so broken and I'm in tears and I, I just, I knew like he sees, you know, and right after showing me this list, he says, and if you believe in my son, you will be fully forgiven, fully cleansed, fully, fully whole, fully loved. And, and I was just like, no, that's impossible. And he goes, this is the gospel. <laughs> Cause I was like, if, if my family, I remember this day, like it was today, you know, I said, if my family knew these things about me, they wouldn't even want to sit at the same table as me. And you've seen all of it. And how can you, how can a holy, righteous God invite me with this? And, and he says, this is the gospel. You know, this is why I sent my son to die on the cross. And every time I think about not just who I was before coming to Christ, but even what, who we are now in our brokenness and that he is willing to love us. It's like. Jesus, you can have it. You can have me. And out of this place, you know, I was, I was leaning into him and just saying, Abba, what do you want me to speak and to share with, with my brothers and my sisters in kingdom culture? And he led me to Matthew chapter 22. So everyone grab your word, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22, verse 37. And this is where they asked Jesus, you know, what is the law? What is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said to him, you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And then you will know as well in, in Mark, it says you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And he says, this is the first and the greatest commandment of all of them. And in this place of gratitude and thankfulness and Jesus, you are worthy. You know, often we, we, our hearts come to this place of, you know, what there's, there's, I, I'm like, should I sing? Should I not sing? I don't know, you know, but what can I give to you? What can I bring to you? There's this song, I think it's by Jen Johnson. What kind of song would you like me to sing? I'll dance a dance for you, pour out my love to you. You know, what can I do for you, beautiful king? There's just, it's like, what can I bring? What can I bring to say thank you, to say that you are worthy? And in that place, he was like, all I ask is for your love. And it's like, okay, Jesus, you have my love. You know, you have my heart. You have my all. I give it to you. I'm here. You can have it. And then he continues the conversation. And he doesn't just say, you know, I want your love. But now the question is, what does that love look like? What does it look like? To say, Jesus, you are worthy of my all. What does it look like to say, Jesus, you are worthy of, of my love? And he goes, it's not complicated. It's written. It's here. 
It's in black and white or red and white, depending on the Bible you're reading. <laughs> he says, you will love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind and with all of your strength. Now, I don't have enough time to go into all four of these areas, but just first of all, he says to us in this place of finding him worthy. And, and guys, this is something that just, he is, he is, he is magnificent. He is magnificent. He is so worthy of it. Like there's nothing on this earth that is, is worth more than what he has done for us in light of eternity. Like it is the biggest thing to be able to be given access to him. It's beyond anything. And he says to us, you know, all I want is your love. We say, okay, Jesus, you have my love. What does that look like? Does that look like a song? Does that look like dancing? You know, I'm, I'm a dancer. I'm, I'm like, I, I get in the presence of God. I'm like, give me a flag. Give me something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, does it, does it look like, what does it look like? And he says, it looks like loving me with all of your heart. And what does that mean? That means being willing to let him in to the areas that are in the deepest recesses of our hearts. It means being willing to be open, being willing to be real, being willing to be available and accessible and share with him everything that is happening on the inside of us. It means being willing to love him in a tangible, like, you know, those times, those moments where you sit back guys and you just reflect on the beauty of our God, you reflect on the, the glory of our God. There's, there's a scripture in Song of Solomon where he says, you have ravished me with one look of your eyes, with one, one glance of your eyes. And it's like those moments where we, we step back from the busyness of life and from all the things that we need to do, we, we're, we're doing and we're running and we're all of these things and we just pause. And I do this, you know, I, I run a business and Random times in the day, it's just to pause and gaze, just to pause and look, just to pause and say, Abba, I love you. Abba, this is for you. Abba, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To be able to engage with him, to, 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 to bring ourselves before him. So we love him with all of our heart. Like I said, there's somewhere that we're, we're going here. And so I, I want to kind of take, go quickly through the other areas, but to love him with all of our heart, to engage with him at a heart level, to take that time to step aside and to be in his presence. You know, I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hands, lay back against you and breathe and feel your heartbeat. Like in that place of communion. But then the second thing is, is he worthy of our soul? Can we love him with our soul? And, and what does that feel like? What does that look like? That, that place of our will, our decisions, is he worthy? And can we love him even when we don't necessarily feel like the things that he calls us to do? You know, one of the things he says is, if you are my friends, then you will obey my commandments. And it's just, you know, 
this is this is what love looks like love looks like following a good kind father one who is our master one who is our leader one who is our lord so it's it's in this place of are we willing to to love him with our soul to love him with our will to love him with our emotions and all y'all know <laughs> so I'm a money mindset coach and I'm a neuroscience coach and I deal a lot in the space of our, 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 our brain and our emotion and how they interact and loving God with our emotions. Like, let's be practical, y'all. You know, in the moment where someone cuts you off um, and you're driving, it's like, can I love him with my soul right now by not choosing to get into this place, this state of like anger and all of that, like in those moments where if you have children and they're just, mm, you know, and it's, and it's like your emotions want to respond in one way. And it's, can I love him with my emotion, with my soul? But then he continues. And this, this is, in fact, I'm going to do strength and then I'm going to do mind. Okay. So he says to love the Lord, your God with all of your strength. And what does that mean? What does that look like? What is he worthy of? It means, guys, everything we have. It means our physical body. It means the energy that he has given to us. Because the truth is, everything we have, our ability to think, our ability to make decisions, our ability to, 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 to act, our ability to work, our ability to give, our ability to do missions, our ability to impact the city of Ottawa, to impact whatever city you're in. Those abilities come from him. Our strength comes from him. The Bible says that he is the one that gives us the power to make wealth. He is the one that is our source. He is the, the giver. Without him, we have nothing. And so he says to us, you know, sometimes people will talk about um, what we give. And, and of course we all know the principle of tithing. I, I, I am so, like, I'm the, y'all don't even get me started on tithing. I'm a, I'm a financial coach and tithing is one of those like principles where I'm like, this is like not even, this is the bare minimum. <laughs> y'all are getting my Nigerian out here, right? This is the bare, bare minimum, the bare minimum. Why? Because he, we love him with our strength, with our substance, loving God in that place where you are able to say, here I am, send me. Like, what are you calling me to? To love him in that place of obedience and action and pushing and doing the things he calls us to do. And we, you've all heard this, you know, you know this. And one thing I want to say guys about this is you're not doing it to earn his love. Please hear my heart here. This is not something that you're doing to say, you know, or to try to get into heaven or to try to get your salvation. This isn't that, this isn't that he already did that, right? Like he already died on the cross. He already said, if you believe in his son, if you, be, well, if you believe in Jesus Christ, God said, you know, those who believe in him will not perish. They will be saved. That's it. That's salvation. But what I'm talking about is after you've been saved, heaven is already okay. Cool. Jesus, we're going to be together in eternity, but it's like, am I willing to love you in response? This is a heart response to what he's already given. And so when we talk about loving him with our strength, this is something that you guys very much have already heard about, talked about. You've had Bible studies on it. I mean, it's a very common conversation for us as fellow believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ. 
But what I really want us to step into in this morning is to love the Lord our God with all of our mind. To love the Lord our God with all of our mind. This is one of the most difficult areas. Why? Because there's no mind police out here. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's one of the things Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter five, where he says that if someone can, you have heard it said that you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you so much as lust after a woman in your heart, you've already committed adultery. And Jesus was essentially saying like, love me with your mind. Right. And he was saying it's, it's a, a lot of the time we're used to looking at the strength, which is the action, the doing the external and not the internal and what's happening in there. However, he looks at the heart. The Bible says, you know, that men see the external appearance. That's what he said to Samuel when he was uh, looking at the brothers of David to see which of them is supposed to be the next king of Israel. And he says, man looks upon the outward appearance, but I, the Lord, search the heart. He looks at our hearts. And he looks at our minds and there's a scripture in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse one, it says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So this is the strength you present yourself to him as a holy, acceptable sacrifice to God. And then he says this, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God it says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be taken by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. And Right now, you guys, we're, we're in this season of awe. We're in this season of gratitude. We're in this place where you guys are literally in the house of hearts and you're, you're giving him your all. And I just feel the Lord saying, are you willing to have me challenge your, 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 what, what is the word that I'm, I'm thinking of your perceptions? I remember, you know, I've done, I've been in full-time ministry for many years. I've worked in social work for like nine years or nine to 13 years, 13 years. Um, I've done full-time ministry for years. And now I've been in business for the last, like full-time for the last maybe five, five years or six years at this point. And when he was transitioning me into business, one of the things that like I, I had no grid for what he was sending me into. I, I, I believed and I thought in the onset that I was going to be in full-time ministry. Like that was my space. That was my area of calling. And I enjoyed it. I loved it. I, I like worship leading. We've got the, we did the albums. We've done the, the preaching. We've toured. We've gone across Canada. We've done all these things. And it's just like, Jesus, send me, send me to Canada. And I remember in the season where he started 
redirecting my path. And I didn't really know what was happening. All I knew was for two years, the primary prayer that kept coming out of my mouth every time I prayed was God, change the way that I think. Change the way that I think. Like this scripture right here, I couldn't get it out of my head. And I felt like there's, there's a perspective, there's this higher place, this calling, this, this perspective that he is wanting to introduce me to and I'm not seeing it and I just, you don't know what you don't know. You can't see what you can't see. And so all I could do back then, I remember was, Abba, change the way that I think. Change the way that I think. Show me your perspective. Show me your perspective for my country. Show me your perspective for my life. Show me your perspective for the people that I'm called to impact. Show me your perspective. And in that time, he began to challenge me and it challenged my mind. Like this was all an internal conversation. And it's so funny because this doesn't just happen in like my transition from, from full-time ministry into business. I've seen this happen for people, friends of mine who have been called from business into full-time ministry. I've seen this happen for people who are called into working, like just so many different contexts where the Lord is wanting to say and speak a word to you. And he's saying, are you willing to be open to doing things in a radically different way than you've seen it done before? And I just feel like the Lord is saying to some of you right now, not, not that you need to switch this and move that and, and, and like leave your job or do this or that, not that. But I feel like the Lord is saying to some of you this morning, are you willing to have my perspective on things that you have been really set on because of tradition or because of your upbringing or because of the way it's always been done. Are you willing for him to begin to speak to your mind and say, come up here, come up here, come up here. And that's what I'm hearing guys is are we willing to say Abba, challenge my thinking because I'll give you an example. You guys are in the midst of the house of hearts and as believers, like we're called to give. He said, it is better to give than to receive. Like I, I love giving, giving like this is what was the point of money. If you can't give it right, like the, it, it's the kingdom of God, right? It's the currency of the kingdom of God. It's amazing that we get to pour and sow and give and see the impact that it has on other people's lives. And I have always like, I, I, I just, I, I love it. I told you guys, I came to your church, one of those house of hearts days that I was just like, this is amazing. And in that place of generosity, he meets us. And I remember him speaking and just saying, are you willing to step in to the area, the level that I'm calling you to so that we can have the impact that I'm calling you to have. Now, some of you guys, like you may have heard of me before this, or maybe most of you probably haven't. Um, but like, if you, if you've seen me around or even just from this share this morning, you'll see that I'm quite passionate and, and I'm like loud and, and all of that. And often people assume that because I am this loud, which is just how I am. I'm Nigerian. Not every night. One, one of my friends was like, Toyin, not every Nigerian is loud. Okay. I'm like, yes, but me, I'm the one Nigerian that is loud. Okay. So yes, I'm loud and I'm, I'm, it's like this, but what a lot of people don't know is I 
for a long time resisted stepping in to the levels that God was calling me to step in and operate and function at because of the fear of people's thoughts, of people's judgments, of people's opinions, of, of what will they think. And I remember the very first album that the Lord had me do, like I, I had been singing and doing worship leading in a bunch of different churches and people had been saying, oh my gosh, like these original songs, you should capture them and yeah, 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 okay, we'll do it one day. And then one day one of my uncles comes and he's like toying, I feel the Lord saying that I should cover half of the cost of your album if you finish it by December of this year. I was like, okay, cool. So I get that album done and now we had the concert coming up and I remember leading up to that concert just like, it was cool. Nobody really knew me. I was in the chat. Like, it was like my church family that I figured was going to come. And we had 400 tickets for the concert. And one day they were like excited and they came to me like, Toyin, we're sold out. All 400 tickets are sold. And they were like, yes. And I was like, O-M-G. <laughs> Wait, what? There's going to be 400 people there? And I remember in that season, I had attended uh, uh, an event and there was a friend there who I had never met. Now she's a friend. Then I never knew her. And she had led worship and legit, guys, she sounded like an angel. Like in the middle, in the middle of worship, my hands are up. I'm worshiping Jesus. This woman is singing and I opened my eyes because I thought an angel had come into the room and it was still this woman singing. And I was like, of an anointed voice. And I remember... Right after she sang, and it was like angels, right? The, the, someone shared the word, and it was fire. And I was just like, whoa, I have not heard revelation like this. This is amazing. And I heard, like, the, after the service, they came over. They're like, we got tickets for your concert. We're so excited to see what the Lord's going to do. And I remember going, going back to my bedroom that night. And like that night I had met a bunch of people who were like, we got tickets, we got tickets, we're coming, we're coming. And all these people that I m had mad respect for and kind of frankly intimidated me because in my perspective back then, like they were so much better than me. So I go home and, and you would think that I'd be in this place of like gratitude and like, Jesus, let's go. I was like, I'm not doing this. I am not. <laughs> I am not. I literally said to him, I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of the angel singer, <laughs> the revelation guy. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I just was like, I can't. I won't. I, why? And I said to him, why would you put me in this place? You know, why would you, why would you start me off with just do the album, just start the concert, and then wham, just slam me with the 400 people and all of this. And I just remember wrestling with him, wrestling with him. And this is one of the, the, the beginning times in, in my walk of just radical obedience and wrestling with him. And that at the end of that wrestle, there was this song that he just laid in my heart. Like I just sang it to him where I was like, I give up, I let go. I submit myself to your will in your word. I will find my rest. So I lay myself down at your feet, Jesus. I lay myself down at your feet, Lord. And that song that came out in that moment has been one of the, my anchor songs for like the rest of my life.
and it became like the song where the spirit of God pours out at this concert and people are getting saved, slain in the spirit, like all of this stuff just from this one chorus. And I, I, I remember back then just feeling that Wow, I'm yes, but <laughs> I'm yes, I'm all in, you're worthy. Ah! As you go, I don't know if you guys have seen the meme with the with the the child in the roller coaster, and they're like, when you say yes to following Jesus, and sometimes it, it looks and it feels like this, and it's like his the guy's hair, the little boy's hair is like all the way back, and his eyes are like this. You know, it's that place where he's like, Are you willing to follow me? anywhere that I call you to? Are you willing to be seen if I call you to that? Are you willing to do what I say, when I say, how I say to do it? And, and so in this season, I remember now this is a few years ago, he was calling me, it was transitioning me from full-time ministry into business. And it was almost the same thing because I, I, I had all these thoughts of like, what? <laughs> like, this isn't the plan. The plan is that I'm going to, like, I've, I'm running these Bible studies. I'm running these discipleship groups. And, like, it's, it's having an impact. And it's amazing. And, and I feel alive here. And, and I remember we were doing street evangelism. And I said to him, Abba, like, we're seeing souls saved. Like, we're doing the work of the kingdom here. And, and you're calling me into, like, teaching about money and finance and, and like, financial freedom. And I was just like... I'm not going to get to see souls saved anymore. Like that, that's the, the work. And I just remember him saying like, will you trust me? Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Can you trust me? Can you trust me? And, and you know, myself and Pastor Sean just did a podcast in his podcast, Supernatural Leadership. Um, I, I visited twice and we did a, two episodes on supernatural money mindsets. And I had shared on the podcast that one of my biggest fears back then was if I said yes to business and did business well and actually earned money in business, I would somehow lose my faith, lose, lose my tight knit relationship with God. The, 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 the vision of the worthiness of God, like I would somehow lose this if I took the business seriously. And so I ended up like sabotaging myself a ton and, and all of that. And thank Jesus, because in that season, as I was sabotaging myself, that's when he had me praying, change the way, Father, would you change the way that I think? Abba, change the way that I think. Abba, change the way that I think. Abba, change the way that I think. Because I thought like everything was okay. You know, running a business and, and just really bombing with it, you know, running a business and having almost no income come from it, running a business and, and, and just suffering. And it was like, this is normal. This is just what it always is. This is what it's supposed to look like. And he started to challenge me and to speak to me and to say, what if, what if those words, those scriptures that I've said about us being lenders to nations, us being givers. What if that was for you? And you know, I want to say this guys, wherever it is that you've been called, what is that scripture? It's in Matthew chapter five, 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And so in this season of, of gazing at the worthiness of Jesus, I want to invite us. Are we willing to allow him to be seen through anything that he has called you to do? Whether that is working as a nurse, whether that is working as a teacher, whether that is running a business, whether that is in ministry in the context of the church and nurturing the body, whether that is in the context of the marketplace, whether that's in the context of your home, your family. Like, are we willing to love him with all of our mind, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength? Are we willing to open up and say, Jesus, here I am, send me. And right now I just feel, Father, I pray for the ones that are saying, God, I want my heart to burn again. I want my heart to burn with the worthiness. You know, in this season where you are in a space of radical generosity, you know, to be able to sow into the kingdom of God and say, Father, you are worthy of my wallet. You are worthy of my bank account. You are worthy of my life. You are worthy of my all. You are worthy of it all. And that it would not just be the songs that we're singing, guys. You know, um, we, 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 we were singing one day. We were traveling uh, downtown to go uh, preach. And we were singing in the car one of the Missy Edwards songs that was like, you know, take me through the fire, take me through the rain, take me through the testing. I'll do anything. Test me, try me, prove me, refine me like the gold. And I remember we're in this like big rickety van going over to, to share and we were singing it and it was like just the spirit of God in the van. And I paused that one second. I was like, guys, do we hear what we're singing? <laughs> take me through the fire. Take me through the rain. Take me through the testing. I'll do anything. Test me. Try me. And I remember we had been singing that and we had sung another song that was like, put me anywhere, just put your glory in me. I'll serve anywhere, just let me see your beauty. And I said, isn't it so interesting that we, we all sing these songs, you know, I give myself away so you can use me. I surrender all. Like we sing all these songs and often we don't pause to hear what we're singing. <laughs> and we don't pause to notice Oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> okay, I am asking you. And so it's interesting because each time the Lord challenges me and challenges you into whatever it is that he's calling you as your next level, he now says to you, but you prayed for this. You sang for this. You sang, put me anywhere. You sang, I surrender all. And all I'm doing is putting a match on the sacrifice. You said you are my sacrifice, like that you, that you are willing. And so this is what that looks like. Let's go and let's do the thing. You know, let's, let's address those areas of our mind where we've been fighting for our limitations. Let's address those areas of our mind where we've been fighting for our past. 
Let's address those areas where we've been fighting for the status quo, where we've been fighting for comfort. Guys, this is one of the areas that I've been praying to the Lord and I've been saying, Abba, I don't want to ever get comfortable, so comfortable that I am unwilling to be challenged in my mind, in my actions, in my decisions, in my obedience. So the place where the Lord can speak to us as a family and tell us within 24 hours, I want you to move five hours away. And it's like, all right, we pack up our stuff and we left and we didn't go back for like a year to visit. We had fully moved. Like, are we willing to say yes on Monday? Are we willing to cry worthy on Monday? Are we willing to say worthy in those moments where you see someone in your workplace who is in need? of Jesus and to say, can I pray for you on that? You know, one thing I love about Abba is he doesn't force us. None of this is a compelling, none of this is a you must. It's love. He said you will love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. Like God doesn't want forced love. And even in those moments, because I feel like there's some of you who are hearing me and you're saying to I hear you and I want to be that. I want to be there, but I genuinely don't feel anything right now. I don't feel anything. You know, COVID has happened and I just, I feel disconnected. I feel disconnected. That's the word. And he's saying to you, it doesn't have to look like it does with Toyin. All he's looking for is your yes again. You know, all he's looking for is are you willing to simply say, Abba, Abba, I want to feel again. There's a, the, I, I, I speak with songs, right? But there's another song that, that we, we sing in our house often. I want my heart to burn within me. I want to love you like you love me. Awaken love. I want my heart to burn within me. I want to love you like you love me. Awaken love. You know, are we willing, even when you feel, ah, I'm just hearing it. I'm just hearing it and I've been hearing it. And I know Pastor Sean's been talking about it and I've just been hearing it. But are you willing? There's someone here. I'm literally like, there's someone here that you're feeling that I hear it and it's just kind of here to just say, I want my heart to burn within me. I want to love you. I want to love you like you love me. I want your worthiness to be seen in every area of my life. Abba, I just, I come before you and I thank you for this family. I thank you, God, for the example and the passion, the fire that is in, that is burning in their hearts. I thank you for this, this season of gazing on the worthiness of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the way that you have, ah, oh, if you guys don't mind, I just, there's another thing that I feel the Lord is saying just over the church family, which I just feel like the Lord is saying that this is a season 
of uh, like what I saw was just this pouring out like a water, this season of just refreshing in the, the fire of pursuit, the fire of pursuit after the Lord. And in this place where you guys have been diving into the worthiness of Jesus, the worthiness of our God to receive all. And he says, I'm going to meet your, meet your hunger with my fire. I'm going to meet your hunger with my flood. I'm going to meet your hunger. And I just, Father, I bless this church family. I bless kingdom culture. I bless kingdom culture, Father, with that, that, that wave that you are pouring out right now on each one, each home, each family that is tuning in right now, God, I thank you that that wave of your glory, that wave of your presence rushes in and touches each one. And I pray that it would produce a fruit of a heart that's on fire, a heart that's in love, a heart that is willing to say, put me anywhere. Just put your glory in me. I'll serve anywhere. Just let me see your beauty. Father, I pray for Whoever it is that is in that season where they're saying, Abba, take, take, I want to see from your perspective. Abba, your word says that your thoughts are not our thoughts and your ways are not our ways. You said, Abba, that the people of Israel knew your actions, but Moses knew your ways. He knew the behind the scenes. And Father, right now, I ask along with this church family, along with Pastor Sean and everybody else, God, would you open our eyes to see? Would you open our ears to hear? Father, it takes you to love you. It really does. It takes the spirit of God. Abba, your word says in Philippians that it is by the spirit of God that we are able to, to, to do the will of God. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to read that scripture because I don't want to I don't want to botch it up. I, I'm like mid prayer and going back into this, but it's Philippians chapter two, verse 13, Abba, where your word says, for it is God who works in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Abba, I thank you that it is you that does the work in us to want to do your will and your pleasure and to do your will and your pleasure. It is not our own. You are the one who gives us the grace to step in to this, this, this dance that you are calling us into. And Father, we just, we lift our hands and we give you a fresh yes. We give you a fresh worthy and we say you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of our lives. You are worthy of our love. You are worthy of our work and our wallets and our, our families. You are worthy of everything that we have to give. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. So take the glory. And that's the last thing that I just want to say to you all is he is the one who does this work. Isn't it so, it, it's part of what makes him so amazing is that not only does he invite us, not only did he pay the price before we even started, but then he invites us in to, to this fellowship and to this dance of love and worship with him. But then he gives us the strength to do the things. He gives us the, the ability to love him. And then when we show him these acts of love, and obedience, he goes, come on. 
Yes, that's my, that's my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And we're like, Abba, I couldn't have done this without your grace. And he goes, I know, and I love you. And I remember, you know, once hearing Mike Vickle talk about that. I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, ah, oh, what a deal we have to serve a God that is this amazing, generous, merciful, kind, patient. He is so worthy. He is so worthy and I, I bless each one of you. I love you and I pray that God would continue to cause this face to shine on you. Pastor Sean, thank you for the ability to just share my heart with you and with the rest of the church family and I cannot wait until we can meet again. God bless you guys. Happy Sunday. Wow, what an incredible morning. Toyin, you crushed it. It was inspiring, it yeah. was encouraging. And if you feel like you were encouraged and you're like, I don't even know what she was talking about. I just feel something in my heart and in mm -hmm. my spirit that I just wanna say yes to this, to this Jesus that she was talking about. I just wanna say, this is the best decision you will ever make mm -hmm. to say yes to Jesus. Life only starts right now. And so if you uh, are like, yeah, that's me. I want to accept Jesus in my life. I want to say yes to him. It says in Romans 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is raised from the dead, you shall be mm -hmm. saved. And so if that's you, I just want to encourage you to repeat after me. Mm -hmm. Say, Jesus, I thank you for your love, for dying for me and rising again. Mm -hmm. I choose you today and every day. Thank you for everything you've done. Amen. Amen. So if that was you this morning, we are so excited for you. Giving your life to Jesus is one of the best things yes. that you could ever, ever, ever do. So we just want to encourage you to connect with us. You can email us at prayer at kingdomculture.ca and we would love to just connect with you on your next steps um, in following Christ. Yes. So this week is Christmas. So we Let's will go. see you December 24th. Yes. And until then, enjoy the holiday season and have a very merry week. Ho, 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 ho.